right, and welcome to another episode of the Temperamental Gunas podcast. I'm here, as always, with uh, Amari and Kibbs. Uh, we're going to try and pick the bones of Arsenal's 4-0 defeat at Anfield, our annual um, smashing, unfortunately. But it wasn't the worst of smashings. Um, first come to you, uh, Omari. Uh, how are you doing? And uh, just initial thoughts of, of that game. I think I felt really disappointed because I watched the game. But what did you really expect? Yeah, I suppose us at Anfield uh, in the recent years, we're not really, we weren't really due to get much out of it. But I think, uh, mm-hmm. I think Kibbs and I were, actually, I, I, I was my usual negative self. I, I said three, I said three, one loss. Uh, but I think uh, Kibbs was going for a draw. Uh, when we did the predictions on our last pod, uh, Kibbs coming to you straight out from uh, from your local. Uh, Kibbs is out in the town tonight. He decided that uh, the only way to cope with Arsenal's four nil victory was to be doing this podcast from his local. So uh, how are you doing, cool. Kibbs? Yeah, good. Been drinking since Saturday. Tough, tough result. Yeah, uh, I, I think generally speaking, speak to a lot of Arsenal fans. Everyone I spoke to thought we could get anything. There's probably the best time for us to, to maybe nab a point off Liverpool. Um, I know it's in Anfield, but yeah, I thought we'd have a bit of momentum, but there we go. It's always going to be a tough game. Um, and yeah, as we'll go into a bit later, they just have a bit too much quality about them. Yeah, I think I think that's the bottom line. They just have a they are at a different sort of like uh, curve in their in their in their in their in their current status or whatever. We're we're just at a different point. Um, let's run through the lineup and then we'll start to try and hit things um, specifically. So uh, we had Ramsdale in goal, uh, Tomiyasu right back, Benjamin White and Gabriel centre backs. Nuno Tavares starting surprisingly over Kieran Tierney. We can discuss that a bit or whether or not it really was a surprise. Then uh, the usual four of Saka, Thomas Partey, Laconga and Emil Smith-Rowe in the midfield. And then Lacazette and Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang up front. Uh, coming to you first, uh, Amari, your thoughts on that lineup for you? Were there any, were there any um, sort of like big decisions in terms of, um, you know, or, or a decision needed to be made in terms of a player in particular starting, or you were just quite happy with that lineup and that's what you expected? Um, I thought he might switch it up a bit because we were going to Anfield, but can't really blame him for keeping it the same. Uh, I thought maybe um, at least he'd maybe switch Tavares for Tierney, but again, can't really blame him um, for playing. Tavares, given his physicality and stuff like that, then he thought it was a good day uh, to use him. Um, and I thought maybe Ainsley Maitland-Niles was a bit unfortunate to lose his place, but I think Lekonga's been ahead of him all season, so probably made sense. Yeah, um, Kibbs, just coming to you, right? Because in my estimations, uh, I, I'm a bit with Omari in terms of like switch it up, but maybe not necessarily in the personnel. I maybe thought that he may switch up the formation. Maybe he goes to three-five-two or something. He could have played uh, Tomiyasu, Ben White, and um, Gabriel as the three centre backs, Saka and uh, Tavares as uh, you know, sort of like your wing backs, Smith Rowe, um, Smith Rowe and Lukonga in the middle, and then Lacazette up there. So, I mean, what what did you think? Personally, I think. I don't think every time we play a big team, we need to revert back to playing the back three. So, no, I think it's a good thing uh, going forward, just keeping the same formation. Um, a bit the same with you in terms of Ainsley Maitland-Niles. I'd probably say it would have been good to see him, I think. I still think Lukonga and um, Partey quite similar. Um, maybe not offer enough protection. Uh, Tavares and Gianni, I'm not, you might have been able to, but I'm not entirely sure how much of a difference it would have made, um, considering Gianni hasn't played the last few games, so 
coming into a big game like that, it was always going to be different. It might have been difficult for him as well. So, yeah, I wasn't really too surprised with the lineup. Probably what I was expecting. But, yeah, maybe, well, definitely for me, I would have started uh, anything main than I mean, I just thought, for me personally, I just thought that um, a bit going, seeing as where we always get a bit of a pace here at Anfield, we could have employed some sort of like counter-attack uh, tactics with that 3-5-2. Um, I don't know, for me, it's a toss-up between Maitland-Niles and Lakonga. I, I, I don't trust um, Maitland-Niles' security with the ball, but, you know, Lakonga, obviously, um, he's just a bit ahead of him, so... Yeah, I, I, it was a toss-up between the two. Either of them could have started. Um, Amari, in that first initial, in that the first stages of the first half, we actually we actually did quite well. You know, the tactics of soaking it up a bit and you know taking uh, any advancements that we could. You know, Saka was attacking quite well on that right-hand side. We got a lot of we got a bit of joy down that side. Um, that's not to say that you know Liverpool didn't have their chances because obviously uh, Ramsdale was put, pushing, uh, sorry, pulling off some great saves. But all in all, uh, were you happy with how we were competing in the first in the first sort of like periods of that first half? Uh, I will say that I think maybe the extent to which we were competing has been overstated. But I think yeah, Liverpool weren't able to blow through us as they've normally been able to. I think we did well to kind of stifle them and then stifle and then because of that stifle the crowd a bit, better down the atmosphere. That's what you have to do when you go away from home. And that's what we don't normally do when you go up there. So I think that was um positive at least. Uh they did start to pick it up a bit from the twentieth 20th minute onwards, I felt, but it wasn't it didn't feel like a goal is coming now. Like I, I, I thought, you know, we're gonna have to ride our luck, make some saves. And like you said, um, there were some almost dangerous moments, but I think Saka's and uh end products kind of let him down a bit because of how I pressured those those moments were as being our only times getting over the halfway line really. Um yeah. so. There was that cross. Uh, there was that cross in that Saka almost got ahead to, but Oxley Chamberlain. Uh, <laughs> he yeah. got he got across and he got across and headed it out. Um, yeah. So Kibbs, uh, you know, just talk briefly about that. How, you know, those initial stages before we go into now looking about um, the moment which a lot of pundits have said was the what ignited the Anfield crowd um how did you feel we competed in that uh, first initial period did you were you are you like Amari that we it's a bit overstated or you feel that you know we you know we, we kind of did well to you know to have our own sort of attacks uh not very many but yeah again what watching the group of fans especially as Amari said towards the middle towards the end of the half I feel that uh, we were hanging on. Um, we felt like the goal was inevitable, and it did happen. But I feel defensively we were quite resolute. Um, again, we we sometimes don't see that of Arsenal. Um, we were defending well, especially back. Some last ditch tackles. Um, obviously, our goalkeeper was keeping us in the game, um, as he has been doing this season. Attacking wise, I think. Rather than the Saka side, I think we had a real opportunity down um, Trent's Trent side, especially when he was going forward. There was gaps. I think Orbar got into quite a threatening position, but he may have been offside. Um, yeah, that was I just, I just, yeah. yeah. And then look, we, that's the most threatening we probably looked from that, that side. But uh, personally, I just don't think we pressed well enough uh, going forward from the front. Um, I, like when we spoke last week, I really spoke about ESR. I thought he may be a continuous threat, but I'm being honest, looking at him, I don't think he had one of his best games. Um, Chose, I think there's maybe something he touched upon um, that maybe I didn't consider so fully, but sometimes just not pressing. He's not games but going well, his pressing wasn't so good. Um, he's not the only player, of course, but in that front line, just with how good he's been playing, and, and the opportunity um, in and around Trent, especially with him going forward, I, I thought he could have done more. 
time. And I think once once they start to bump forward and once you know start to start to take hold and start to create space, like that, it makes it really. But I think the run was a more personally. I don't think we played that. We didn't didn't offer much really. I, I thought we'd have more, but I was just happy to see us defending resolutely at times in the first half. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, I think there was a chance. I, I think there was an opportunity where I can't remember whether it was, I think uh, Matip made a good interception. I think Aubameyang, if he had just got, if he had got his toe to this ball, he could have been up and away. Um, but I think Matip made a good tackle. But, it was Fabinho. You know, was it Fabinho? It was Fabinho. Okay. Yeah. That was, was that in the first half? Yeah, from the corner. Yeah. I mean, that that is a moment that, you know, on another day could have gone our way but I mean for my estimations is that you know we weren't blown away in the first half as usual as we do to Anfield so that you know it's slim I know it's nothing to write home about but it's just I think it's a bit of progress in this team a bit more maturity we didn't get blown away as we did at Man City um, but they started to turn the screw I think one instance of that was when Ben White went on his run um, and then, you know, he was closed out and then they had a quick turnover. That was an example of Liverpool turning on the screws. Ramsdale had to make some amazing, amazing saves. His, his actual, um, his actual um, you know, catching of the ball wasn't great. He had to really make those reactions to, to keep them at bay. But then we'll come to the, to the moment that apparently was the trigger, uh, Amari. Uh, you know, the, the spat between Klopp and Arteta on the sidelines. Do you think this is overblown? Do you think that was the key moment when you know Klopp was able to get the the the, tw- the, the 12th man of the Anfield uh, crowd to to really uh, start to influence, or it was just yeah? Listen, it definitely got the crowd going, but I don't I don't know. I think they were starting to build a bit of pressure already. I think um, I don't think Klopp was necessarily very happy with the way his team was performing, um, so that probably kind of fed into the reaction or why he was so amped up. Um, Arteta was moving like a madman on the sidelines from minute one. So, like, he was he was really, really tense. So that's probably why he, he blew up as well. I think it was, it was nothing, really. Like, even whatever Mane did, it was nothing. But, um... I mean, do, do, do you, you, I mean... He clocks a reaction, though. He goes overboard every single time. Can be swinging his hands about every single time. Yeah, I mean, he's just usually react like that. But yeah, but I think Arteta was already he was already at the top. But like, yeah, Klopp's just Klopp's overly aggressive on that sideline anyway. So you know, but obviously because he doesn't really get any heat because everyone likes him, so it's fine. But 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 don't you guys? Don't you think that you know? I think right personally. I, I, you know, Arteta maybe he shouldn't have reacted in in hindsight, right? Because maybe that was something that got the crowd up a bit. But I've got no problem with Arteta sort of like going toe to toe because Mane, he's got some he's got some previous with Arsenal players. Uh, Tierney last season for sure. And there's been other times where Sadio Mane has left a bit on on an Arsenal player. And even in that match, even on the match. Yeah, uh, on Saturday, there was a, he went through Ben White on the on the for throwing, and he he sort of like pushed him onto the sideboards, which could have been a bit dangerous. So Sadio Mane, very good player, but he's he he knows how to stick it in. Uh, to me, he's a bit like I wouldn't say as dirty as Burkamp, but for me, he's becoming a Van Nistel moose. He's becoming on my he's getting on my nerves like Van Nistelrooy. Sorry, oh, I'd say always. Um, even Southampton days, he plays on the edge. I think he got yellow in the end, didn't he? In today's, yeah, I'm not sure. In, um, in, in the game as well, yeah. I think yeah, he, he did, did yeah, for when he kicked the right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm, not, I'm never surprised by him, but I guess that's what makes him so good. <laughs> He's such a nice guy. He's kind of angry. Yeah, I feel um, the same way. Like, I mean, yeah, I, I don't think he ever takes it to like to that next level. Um, but yeah, he's a bit of a prick, but. That's why, he, that's why he bangs. That's why he bangs. Uh, um, and yeah, speaking about him, he's the one that got the first goal. Uh, the corner came in. Uh, Bamiyan gave away a cheap free kick. Uh, Kibbs, uh, what's your thoughts on the defending on that on, on that goal? 
oh, I hate to say it, man, like a schoolboy. I don't know where the players were facing the players in the other way. So it's almost like Liverpool reacted quickly, weren't organised. Like, you should know what's, you should know what's going to happen when they're standing over the ball in that kind of area. I know Mane's got a good leap. I know he's good in the air, but it's probably probably an opportunity we shouldn't be conceded like that. But then again, that's Liverpool. Got those sort of players on set pieces. They find the space right. But uh, yeah, we just went organised. Maybe we were frazzled. Um, trying to trying to try yeah trying to not concede in that first half. Yeah, yeah I, I definitely think that had something to do with it. Just like having come under lots of pressure already. And then, um, yeah, the free kick was a poor one to give away, like you said. And you know what Trent's going to do from that kind of position. It's like perfect. It's like his angle. He, uh, yeah, the delivery was good. Um, but yeah, you'd like to think that Arsenal would have been prepared for that kind of set play. I don't know. Didn't seem like the defenders were ready to kind of drop back and challenge for that ball in the air. Um, I mean, then, yeah, yeah. it wasn't too high, was it? It wasn't, no. it wasn't too high. It was, it was far. It's kind of like far post, wasn't it? Like could have done better because yeah. they were facing the other way. Yeah, it's tough for the. Yeah. It was tough for the keeper as well because I don't think it was like it wasn't really in his his territory. But then he should have. I think he probably would like to have made that save. I think. I don't think that was. I don't think that was great from him. But he'd made other like mad saves, so I can't really get into him for that one. Yeah, I was going to say whether you guys thought that he should have uh, possibly saved that. But there's a school of thought that the defending, um, you know, Thomas Partey might be uh, at fault for not necessarily following uh, Virgil van Dijk. And then that then Gabriel sort of like is in two minds, whether he needs to shuffle on to get to prevent that danger, um, leaving Mane a bit open to then head it in. Uh, so, no, or, for me... It's more Gabriel should attack the ball. I think that was his ball to head. But he's mm. he's getting he's getting distracted by yeah the movement and yeah by obviously Partey should be tracking his runner. But I think if Gabriel just focuses on getting to that header, he he gets there before um, Mane does. But he just yeah I don't, I don't know how I, I think we kind of defend zonal now right when defense yeah the lecture player they that's uh, kind of area. Uh, they should be attacking them at what even if players are around like you've got enough players you just spread them out each part of the box it just didn't look like we were yeah if, if at the race is the right word it just didn't look like we were alert yeah like Gabriel's in that position because that's where they're expecting the ball to come they want the best header of the ball in the right zones I'm expecting him to just go and clear that out and then yeah yeah um, that takes us to the first half um, we come out for the second half and you know this is for me a key moment in the game where it just sums up what was to happen I think uh, I don't want to borrow too much from another podcast that I listened to but uh, Sambi Lakonga has a disastrous sort of like five minute spell at the beginning of the second half and that for me just epitomizes the pressure that we were under and how we were starting to lose the plot I think he gave the ball away like two two or three times gave some bad passes and we were just we just were losing a lot a lot of control um you know maybe we come to him in this in part two when we discuss about how far we are from the others but that sort of loss of control we didn't come out in the second half and Arteta said this in in the in the post-match interview that we just crashed um that was quite pivotal and then, obviously, uh, Tavares, from this sort of, like, catalogue of mistakes, he makes his mistakes, tries to pass it inward to... I think he's trying to pass it to Gabriel, but it gets intercepted by Jota, and he pretty much dances around the defence, puts down Ramsdale and puts it in. 2-0, uh, and we've got a mountain to climb. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was just a continuation of what was would have come if half-time hadn't happened. You'd like to think go in and reset but instead it seemed like they came almost like they were nervous because of the position they were in that there was onus on them to maybe come out and try and make good on the fact that you've got to half time one nil still in the game 
can win this. And it was just too much. It was just too much for them all. Uh, you don't have many opportunities on the ball. You've got pressure from all over the pitch when you're playing Liverpool. So and you don't have many opportunities to make the right passes. And it's so easy for young players like Lukonga to start losing their head. Um, yeah, he, he was poor. He was poor. And then, yeah, it started spreading. I think Tavares does well. But then, yeah, almost get, it's almost too much. Goes to his head, rush of blood, and he just gives it away. Uh, Kibbs, we, we pointed out Lukonga uh, after the Watford game. And I think maybe the game before. Uh, I'm going to change before, my pie yeah. from last week, if I'm allowed to. My pie for last week goes to Aubameyang. <laughs> And um, it maybe maybe that pie then uh, goes to somebody else, but we'll reveal that at the end of tonight. Uh, oh well, oh my good, look, yeah. we went through all of this and we forgot about who's it going to be. We'll do that in part two. Sorry, uh, Mark. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. So sorry. Uh, go on. Hi, we all forgot. Um, but yeah, not to get on to Lukonga. You know I like him. You, you know I like him. Um, he's a good player. So. Very hard to come into a league at his age. Be mature, be physically ready for the demands of the game when it gets tough, especially when the game is going against you away at home. As you say, he's a really young player. A lot of responsibility is given to him midfield, especially if party likes to wonder. <laughs> likes to wonder now. So he sometimes receives that at the base and it's just very dangerous. Percy, again, that's why I feel Ainsley might have been better. I know you don't trust him on the ball, but I just think he may give us a bit more security, a bit more um, game experience. But besides, if it wasn't the then you just I think like 20 minutes or so, we're really hanging on, doing a hard time. How, given the way we're playing, how are we ever going to bring it back? Yeah, yes, Especially yes. when we were not we were prepping so badly from the yeah. front. You're slightly breaking up there, uh, Kib. So I think you were more or less maybe saying about how it w- whoever we had in there, it might have been, it still probably would have been the case, right? Something along the lines of that. Yeah. So no matter so no matter who we would have seen or who we would have played at that point, given what happened in the first half, going into the second. It would have been the same result because it's just mounting pressure. They were just starting to find gaps. Yeah, uh, Amari, we were now um, chasing the game. Um, Mo Salah gets his inevitable goal, and then uh, uh, what's his name? What's the uh, Japanese player's name? Uh, Minamino. Minamino. Then Minamino comes on and gets his goal. Um, yeah, we give so, our goals when we play Liverpool. I'm thinking these guys they see Arsenal at Anfield on the calendar and they're like yo if I'm behind in the scoring charts at least <laughs> also Firmino must have been pissed because we actually allow him to get the goals that he needs to have his stats every season it's like <laughs> shit I'm only get to play Arsenal once this year like, there goes 10 goals for my lead tally I'm sorry, we have to talk about the fact that why is it okay for us to just go to Anfield and concede this many goals every time? That was the thing for me. We get out of there at two. I I can accept this progress, but if they can still score four goals when they need to against us, it's too much. I mean, I I look at that, to me, right, once once they scored the, 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 the third and the fourth, I kind of like... I'm not as depressed as I usually would be because we didn't get blown out of the water. I think genuinely it's not them. It's just because we lost a bit of our composure. And I know that goes to the whole thing about, well, why can't we keep the composure at this stage? At this stage? But I just think that, it, I just think that at least this, and it's really, really low bar, really low bar. And it's a shame that we're saying this. At least we didn't get absolutely trounced. Because sometimes I feel where we go up there and teams just, they stop attacking because they don't want to embarrass us much. I think Liverpool was still going for their goals, but we didn't absolutely crumble. Um, so I think, I, I think that's just better, a better 
innings or outing rather than we have in the past. It's really, really low bar. It's terrible that we should say that as Arsenal fans. But you know, I, I have to save myself. I, I, to myself. I, it's it's not my, my my final point is sorry, Amari. It's just that unfortunately, the stage of where we are, this kind of game is not going to make our season as such. And that's that sounds bad because that's like how you would talk if you were in a relegation battle. You'll say like teams like Man U and Man City aren't going to make your season. But I think a game against Liverpool at Anfield, a lot of teams are going to get battered, like Jack Wilshere said. Us, uh, us playing Liverpool at the Emirates, however, that's when I want to see a bit more like steel and them not coming to our home ground and taking the piss. Like I, I understand what you're saying, but you know, four nil. Isn't unco- it's, it's the same way that we've lost their previous seasons. I think last year we got out of there at 3 1. Yeah. The year before. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it to me, in my mind, I don't think it, while I, I know the first 35 minutes were, were, were better and that's that's really good, I still think I've, I've just got a bit of an issue that, you know, we can't, we can't ever just say, okay, that's it. That's where we stop this. And if yeah. we said that at four, it's not. Uh, it's not early enough. Yeah. <laughs> it's not early enough. It's it not, can't. It's it can't be early. like that. Pat, you know. Like you just need to have a bit of. I don't know. Kibbs, final uh, word to you because we're going to go to a break. Uh, yeah, man. I'm actually hard to say, but I'm almost okay with it because I'm just looking at points where we're on the league table. Uh, I don't know if it was a free heal or not, but. What can you do? Just, we just got to move on from it and hopefully we can get a result next week. But a, free that's, that's hit, all. a free hit should give you composure. I know, I, I know that. It went very wrong. Um, and I think we spoke about that. I think there was no good performance. That's what I'm saying. I think it was terrible. I thought I was expecting a lot more. Um, so I was surprised to see that. But at the end of the day, man, we just got to keep it moving. We're lucky that our rival slipped up as well. Yeah, yeah, that, that's, that, 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 I think that's, that's why I'm positive. If you get what I mean, it's okay. Yeah, yeah I know, but I, I, yo, if you can't see the the potential issue, you know, we are fifth. Yeah, twenty points minus four goal difference. Yeah, Met, underlying metrics, where are they? Do you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> I think I think I, we should, actually, I think we should go into it uh, about the underlying metrics and what that says. Even with the same team can playing the best team playing. <laughs> we need things to change. We might not be where we need to be. We're going to drop points in this. How many games is it in the next like? Yeah, it's mad. And game weeks in the next like forty or forty-two. Like, it's, it's crazy. So yeah, we will really see where we're at now and then. But I get, I get what you're saying, of course. All right, guys. Well, that's been a good part one, but we we should go to a break. Uh, take a bit of a, a deep breath and then come back for part two. In part two, we'll start off, we make sure we start off with who's it going to be and then we get into the debate about, you know, we'll talk a bit more about Liverpool, I'm sure, but where we are in comparison to those top three clubs. So we'll be back right after this. All right, and we're back with part two of the Temperamental Gooners podcast. Uh, I'm here with my boys, Toes and Kibbs. Um, we're going to start with who's it going to be? Because uh, I've still got one for you all this week. I wasn't here last week to, to deliver the goods, but uh, I've got another one for you now. Um, you know the drill, free clues. But tell me who this player is, man. All right. Listeners, I hope you're playing along at home as well. All right. This player had a knack for scoring against Liverpool, but he's also known for a beautiful assist at Anfield. All right. Mm-hmm. He has scored one FA Cup winning goal for, for Arsenal. Uh, and in his time at Arsenal, he played with Matthew Flamini, Edu, and Sol Campbell. I, I think I'm quite confident. I think I'm quite confident. What about you? Uh, what about you, uh, uh, Kibbs? Are you confident on that one? Uh, let's see. You know, I'm, I'm not. I've not just just let, let we lost again. Kibbs. Yeah, say that again, Kibbs. Let's see. With it, let's see. I'm never one to talk too much. We'll just see what the result is. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> Back to you, Mike. Uh, 
All right. Well, we'll see at the end. But, you know, I was saying that I think, obviously, we're looking to see how, how this Arsenal team is progressing. But I think we, we, we found out that this, this league is split. There's three at the top and there's 17 others. Um, and I'm not really sure. I don't know. I thought maybe something had changed. But I don't know. What about you guys? Like, Toes, were you surprised at all by the fact that we ended up taking another heavy beating? Um, I, I think, look, from my, from my predictions, I predicted that we would lose 3-1. That was me being as optimistic as I could. Um, I think we are just at a different stage in our development and it, it really did show. Um, I'm not surprised about the, the defeat, how many goals we shipped. Um, I'm, like I said right in part one, I'm happier that we just were able to compete for longer. I, I really hate it when we get blown out of the water in the first five minutes by the big three teams. At least here we had a bit of a fight about it and we weren't blown out. Uh, but what's evident is just like, as you say, right, in this league, seemingly, there's the three teams at the top. There's the three teams at the top. And then there's us guys at the bottom. And we're just trying our utmost to to to, to keep, uh, to try and push ourselves over. We've got, you know, we're going to have bigger battles against um, the likes of West Ham, Leicester City, Man United, Everton. I think those are the guys that we need to make sure that we don't, we compete hard against and you know win as many as those matches as possible so Liverpool it's annoying because those scousers are getting on my nerves <coughs> Ricky Ramtej that's for you they really are getting on my, my nerves they are really I don't think when we were good we were that arrogant Arsenal fans I don't think we were but it would be good to, to knock these guys down a peg yeah I don't know I think it's interesting you say that Toes because Kibbs West Ham, we're mentioned in there, you know, competitive, our competitors, you know, they played Liverpool recently, very different kind of result. Brighton, another team that are, you know, in and around that upper middle part of the table. Uh, they went to Anfield recently, didn't catch a 4-0 beating. So are we making... You know, it's too easy for us to say this isn't the kind of game that we need to be competitive with when some of our competitors are getting points out of those games. Um, sorry. Yeah, well, Chase, before you go, yeah. Depends what the expectations you have for the club um, and how far you can think ahead. I know I always go about, like, marginal differences at the end of the season, but I, I just think... We just need to continue as we are and just see how many points we can collect. Um, I, I get that West Ham performed well against Liverpool, but I just think they're on a different level at the moment to us. Um, again, maybe you could say even Brian, they managed to claw their way back, but against other teams, they haven't done so well. Um, so I, I think you'll see the teams around us lose as many games as we do. Um, against teams that they shouldn't do. I guess for us, if that's the motive, then we just have to win the games that we should and then just see what happens in the games that, that are going to be more difficult, especially against, you know, the prime title challenges like Chelsea, Liverpool, Manchester City, um, where it's always going to be difficult for us. That's, that's just my stance of things. Um, I just think we need to get back into Europe this year. And, and, and that's it. That's it. Yeah, I mean, um, Amari, you make a great point about the fact that, you know, the likes of Brighton going up to Anfield and they won their last season. Yeah, OK, Liverpool are going through a bit of a bad patch, but they won their last season and West Ham have done what they did to Liverpool this season. I just think that um, there's a lot of, especially Brighton, they've got a bit more of a, let's say, uh, negative. I don't want to say negative, but a defensive sort of like idea when they're going up there. I think we, because of our history, demands that we try and play some sort of expansive football. And I think Arteta was trying to do that in a, in a state. 
Like, you know, Kibbs was saying that maybe we shouldn't go defensive. Um, you know, we shouldn't necessarily change up our, our formation. That, I think, maybe we would have done that and maybe we wouldn't have been on the end of a 4-0 defeat. Who knows, right? But I think, you know, our history demands that we can't be seen as just a counter-attacking team. And I think some, I just think when we're, I just think that in the rut we are against these big clubs, or City and Liverpool away from home. I think we just need to be a bit humble and do that. And it's not great as an Arsenal fan, trust me, because I'm having in my head all the days of when we used to go to Anfield and, you know, we'd beat them and, you know, we'd, you know, they'd have to be, you know, getting up on their feet and, you know, clapping off Thierry Henry or something. But we're just, we're just far beyond that. There's no, there's not a person who strikes fear in our team to other teams, especially the big teams. No, there's no one that strikes that fear now. And, and, and if, you, if you trust in Arteta our, our and what they're doing and, and maybe the recruitment and stuff, that makes it even more obvious that we're just not at the level. So maybe that's a clear signal that we're still not where we're at, where we need to be, and we still need to make signings to improve the squad. But what Klopp done, I think you boys both know about that. When he was at Liverpool, he played the same way. Yeah, that's true. That is very true. Um, and he, and he, yeah, he found out what is what the team was about, and he was able to make the change that he needed to. Do you not? I don't know. I don't know, Amari. Do you, do you feel that's the situation with, with our team now that Arteta is like, I'm not going to chop and change every week? Um, the thing is, for me, that maybe that would be true if it wasn't for the fact that this was a chop and change. You know, he went into the Palace game with his. 4-3-3, it didn't work. He brought Lacazette in and now the 4-3-3 is gone and we're playing this hybrid 4-1-1-4-2. So I think he's obviously still not landed on a style and I still can't really earmark a, a style. Um, even though recently we've kind of been doing this whole starting a bit faster, pressing, pressing higher up the pitch and then dropping off. Um, but yeah, I, I I don't know. I think there can be distances in terms of talent and quality, but that's where our manager's going to make his difference. And he didn't do that on Saturday, I don't think. I, I think the I think the central midfield is where we're lacking. Um, I'm never going to say about you know the man that has nine lives. He needs to be brought back, which is uh. Kibbs's favorite man, but it, we're, we're just lacking another person to go with Party. And you know, I, it's a, for me. I thought Party played quite well, but uh, it seems as if maybe I'm the only person who maybe thought that or whatnot. Um, I didn't think he had a bad, a terrible game. Um, it wasn't as terrible as Lekonga, definitely in my eyes. But I think he's really missing, or we're missing some sort of authority in the midfield with him. Um, I think in a game like this, it's just he's just too exposed. Sorry, go on, Kibbs. Uh, yeah, don't you think that's contributing to why Lokonga had such a terrible game or one of those moments because he didn't have the support that he needed to in midfield? hundred percent. He's playing next to the, to the general, and general wasn't wasn't doing wasn't doing what he needed to do. But I do think it's just because I, I think the general's going to get crowded out. I think the general's going to get crowded out by that Liverpool central midfield, which is just. Press, 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 and they're really aggressive. So, oh, so what? Oxley's had the game of his life. The revival. Oh well, yeah. Oh, you, Come on. <laughs> but he played well against West Ham. Yeah. He's, he's Listen, this is this, this is the problem for me. I I I know how good Alex Oxley Chamber is. I had we watched him for time. Do you know what I mean? Like, again, like Thiago has been having stress, but he managed to shut Lacazette out of the game. Like, does it make sense? Does it no, make it sense? Doesn't. No, it doesn't. That's what I'm saying. Does no. it make sense? You looked at that midfield and you thought we could do that. So did I. I'm, yeah. And I know that. Yeah, like, I'm looking at... And I, I, the thing is, like, I know Fabinho is... He's a monster. He's a monster. So that's... That's battleground, you know, and you want... You want um, Partey to, to try and make something of it, you know. But if he can have a masterclass performance at Old Trafford last year... You know, everyone was talking about how amazing he was in that game. He managed to run a game then. Do you know what but I mean? I, I think that was with... I, I think 
it goes back to my boy Mo Nenny, to be honest, because I think Mo Nenny gives you that bit of defensive assurity. But I don't know what, don't you're, I don't know what he, you're talking about. I, I think Mo Nenny in that match definitely showed that he could be someone who you could be relied upon. I would have preferred him actually to the Conga or Maitland Niles, but no one wants to give Mo Nenny love. My thing here is, though, with you guys, is just like the way Liverpool play is so ingrained. That aggressive press, pressing. A lot, a lot of teams are going to struggle with that, guys. Even Manchester United struggled with that on their own ground. And they've got arguably more quality players than us. Um, I just think that I when we're playing I away from home, I, think, I, think, right. I just think that the, the pressing nature and them being so good at it was always going to disrupt us. And, you know, Partey or whoever, unless Partey is playing with bloody Patrick Vieira in a two or something like that, I think it would have been very, very hard. My, so my only problem is that, like, I think what I thought maybe that we had some players that could at least, on occasion, be able to pass that press, but we didn't do that with enough quality. We didn't do that with yeah, enough quality. And and and, and don't get me wrong, there was definitely opportunity for for that's what you're talking about as well. That that's the disappointing thing. Uh, Maybe, do you know what, going back a few pods, I think we're discussing it, mate. I still think we can rely on young players, but uh, as you said, players going over the England tree, these young players at the forefront of the media, shining stars. Yeah, you, I you mean... I think that they're going to play good every single week, and when they have an off week like that, it really, really does. It really shows, man, because they're every, they're everything starts going forward. So if we don't have their energy yeah. and they're not pressing the right way, I can't expect Orba to do that and Lacquer to do that. Especially, as you said, against a high-pressing team, Lacquer is done. It, you say he lost 60 minutes in a normal game, he's done with him 30. Orba just... I, I know we've seen him flashes, but it's a better team like that, that's just not his game. So, personally, I just think, yeah, it, it shows where we need to improve. But for now, for this season, if, if, you, if you think there's a long-term project, maybe that's something that you can have to accept that more more than likely in those sort of games away from home we're going to we're going to get crushed man and it's a shame <laughs> to say that but uh, maybe in a cup game it's different but in just in the league it's just in that sort of format I, I just doesn't seem we can handle with that, that sort of pressure I don't know what it is I, I, I just think we're being I, I think we need to clearly understand that from those three teams away from home, we have to have a different approach and we are too far away from them to go toe-to-toe. At home, with our crowd, we can maybe challenge or whatever. But I don't think, for me, it's no disgrace getting losing to Liverpool. Um, Even the results um, yesterday, it's not as bad as I thought it, it could have been. I know, again, that's scraping the barrel as an Arsenal fan, but I'm, I'm not going to lose sleep over that as as I would have in other years, I think. And no, um, For me, it comes down to the stats. Do you see what they were putting up there? The amount of goals that Klopp's Liverpool scored against the Southampton. Yeah, of, of course. What of do course. you mean? Of course, of, of course, Amari. It hurts to say that. But I think I if, if, I, if, I, if I start to think like that, then... I'm just gonna start to get into a, 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 a I'm just gonna get start to get into a spiral of negativity. And I'm trying yeah. to pick out any positive points or whatever. And I'm just trying to say that yes, but remember the Klopp teams that have that have destroyed Arsenal of recent have been because we've been we've absolutely capitulated. Point being, well, Klopp teams and even Rogers teams or whatever, because we've gone up there and we've absolutely capitulated. This time. I don't think we did. We didn't get blown out of the water in the first five minutes. We didn't give away utterly stupid goals like Mohamed Salah's goal when we were wearing the the light blue tops at the beginning of the season. The, the Oxlade-Chamberlain game, right? When he got sold to them the next game where it was pretty much from their, their <laughs> from our attack in their box or a corner in, in their box, a corner we had and then they counter-attack. There wasn't as that. So it wasn't as disgraceful as that kind of thing. That's what I'm trying to say that to you guys is to say it's not it's not the worst of defeats that we've had. 
we actually went there and we actually looked competent for a while. That's bad for me to say competent for a while. Cheap free kick, yeah. mistake, that's what cost us. Not like absolutely I, just being completely terrible. I, I, hear, I hear what you're saying, um, but for me personally, I, I still just think it, was, it, it wasn't a good performance at all. That's what I'm saying, my expectations were higher. Um, <laughs> We, we delve back into worse than mediocrity. It was, it was bad, I think, personally. Given that it was only one nil at half time. Yeah, I don't, you know? I don't see, I don't see the difference between other times. I mean, but I don't, I don't really see the, the actual difference, other than the fact that yeah, all the goals came at a different point in the match. Like we had some moments where we could threaten, and we still couldn't find the necessary do you know what I mean like I could take some actual if we created some actual chances or if it wasn't you know if we if we didn't spend the whole game kind of being peppered <laughs> but that's that's the way they turned out so no we, we we were peppered but I'm okay to move on from that yeah um, yeah I think I I, I, I can I, accept I, I can accept that like obviously yeah we're not you know in a position to compete with guys um but I, I part, I'm not going to be able to say that that's okay. The, the, two, the two things are disconnected. <laughs> that can I, be the truth, but it could also just not be okay. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I get, yeah, I mean, but I, I think as my, I'm trying to put this defense away and be clear that I, I don't, I don't like us getting beaten at Anfield, uh, you know, us where we are, I think we should. Go, we're the third best team in England in terms of our history or whatever. We should be able to go up there and compete. But I just think we're right now they're so far they're so far beyond in terms of their journey and development yeah. that we can't we can't we shouldn't be when it hasn't been as terrible as before. We shouldn't beat ourselves up. And look look at the players that we. Here's the thing, right? Here's the thing. Look at the players that we got. When each time that we got battered at Anfield or whatever. You'd look at our group of players, you may just think, oh my God, there's, there's this, you know, get rid of all of them. But no, we've got Smith Rowe, we've got Saka, Ben White and Gabriel have been a good partnership. Aaron Ramsdale is, is playing out of his skin. Uh, we've got Tierney to come. The, the, nucleus, of the, the nucleus of the squad is, is there's hope for. It's not like we're looking at Skodran Mustafi and thinking, <laughs> that's it. That, that's the sum of all we have, yeah? Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, you're right, you're right. And I think it's funny, we lost 4-0, but I actually thought White, Gabriel and Ramsey all had, uh, Ramsdale even, sorry, all had fairly, <laughs> like, I I couldn't say, like, they played badly. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's so, so strange. They're defending out their skins. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. So yeah. I, I think all the problems is how we're pressing for and yeah, not... And not yeah. Take up spaces on the pitch in the second position, and that's and that's what I mean. That's oh, I was very quick to defend us, um, uh, especially in those attacking positions, and saying you know you may have enough with these sort of like uh, profile players that we do have, but just in those games and just looking at our bench and and looking at who Arteta trusts, I think that's definitely a discussion, or maybe a very quick discussion we can have. And, you, you know, you may be discussing the field, but I really do think we we, we may, we definitely do need an attacking midfielder. Yeah, we can't really join the dots. Forward. Yeah, we can't really join the dots. I think you know what you're going to get from Aubameyang at Anfield. You know, if you're playing with 10 players. So, <laughs> um, and yeah, you want more from Smithrow. I think that's his poorest game we've seen him have for a while. Um, and I think Saka as well. He did have moments on the ball where he was good, but he couldn't find anyone else. Passing was off. So, yeah. But hopefully, yes, they'll be able to raise that level um, over time. I feel like that was just an extension of the, the Liverpool match chat. Um, we 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 did try and say each time like the three the three the three ahead of us but you know it couldn't be helped all right we can just have this debate when we go to Stamford bridge whenever that is <laughs> um, get out of there get out of there 
All right. Um, well, this is. I think we, that's enough there. I think we should we should leave that there. We should move on. Leave this game behind. Go back to beating the teams below us on the weekend, um, which we will preview in part three, which is coming up after this break. Hello, listeners. It's Omari here from the Temperamental Gunas podcast. Thank you for supporting us in season one. We want to hear even more from you in season two. So don't forget to follow us on Twitter at TPGuna. Follow us on Instagram at Temperamental Gunas or email us tpguna at yahoo.com. back for part three of the temperamental gunas podcast uh still here with amari and kibbs uh had quite quite long discussions about uh liverpool game and um you know the three teams the other teams in the league that are doing really better than us but let's let's try and bring it back to a bit of a smile on our face amari who's it gonna be who's it gonna be all right here are your three clues again um this player had a knack for scoring against Liverpool, but is also known for a beautiful assist at Anfield. In his time at Arsenal, he played with Matthew Flamini, Eddie and Sol Campbell, and he scored one FA Cup winning goal in his time at Arsenal. And his name is... Kibbs, do you want to go or should I go? I, I think it's none other than Bobby the brain, the brain Perez. It has to be. It is indeed. Robert Perez. Is we had, this is the second time we've heard him this season, but he's got a lot of clues. He's he, he, a lot. The, 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 assist, the assist must be the game in 2002 where Lundberg scored at Anfield, right? I, I think it was... Was it 2002 or 2001? I, I can't remember. Uh, yeah, you're right. It's that season, 2001-2002. Yeah. But yes, December 2001. That is my favourite... Anfield victory. That's my absolute favorite Anfield victory. Um, Van Broncos gets sent off. Kanu playing essentially as a central midfielder, bossed the game. Uh, FA Cup winning goal against Southampton. And uh, yeah, he would have played with Flamini at, uh, at Highbury and Edu. And uh, yeah, that's it. Bobby Pires. Good yeah, stuff. Indeed. Good stuff. Uh, we missed you for that last pod, Amari. No one does it better than you in terms of the whole hype up of who's it gonna be you know i i, I feel miserably that is your I, thing i think i gave you a good player last week as you well. did you danny, did danny welbeck yeah. it was danny welbeck but we in our england discussion talk we actually we actually came across him we started talking about yeah him, yeah but yeah. <laughs> but yeah uh okay let's let's uh let, let's look to forward towards the newcastle game um uh it's an 11 30 kickoff so it's an early kickoff which we 11 30 sorry 11 30 12 30 kickoff um, it's an early kickoff nonetheless, right? And you know my issues with those. We have won our previous one at Leicester. We are playing them at home, but they've changed managers. They got a good comeback draw against Brentford, although their defense is a bit shaky. Uh, let's go to you first, Amari. Uh, you know, how do you think the team should shape up very quickly? What no, so let's talk about this. Let's do this. What changes do you think he should make um, to the to the starting lineup, and then your predictions? Uh, I think at home versus Newcastle, I think he should just stick with what he's been doing. Really, I don't think he, he this was working against these teams. Um, you know, it could be a case for maybe Erdegaard coming in, but like we said, we don't. You know, we feel like maybe Arteta stumbled on something that he likes. So, you know, going, let's see how we go. Um, I think Tierney will come back in for Tavares, but I don't think that's because he made a mistake. I just think that might be, you know, time to bring Tierney back in. Maybe make an starts instead of Lukonga, but I don't think there'll be too too much change. Yeah, uh, Kibbs, what about you? Yeah, it's not. It's- may not be like a routine 
sort of game we're expecting. Um, it'll be a difficult one, but I just, I just think we'll overwhelm them. Um, because of Manchester Eddie Howe, I know he didn't have the, the best time against us. So, yeah, I, I think maybe 3-1. But before that, guys, are we are we getting ahead of ourselves? Because look, I mean, there's the ma- there's the proverbial manager's bounce. They still have um, Sam Maximan. They still have Callum Wilson uh, as attacking threats. You know, Joe Linton has scored. Should we not be a bit more cautious? Uh, yeah, we're confident that we may I, win. I, I, think, I think there's a I think there's a quality issue. Um, like in terms of I don't like I don't know obviously they've got individual threats but in terms of you know when you play certain teams like when you play Brighton you know you're going to have a difficult day because of the way they press and their ability to keep the ball do you know what I mean I'm not looking at individual players threats which I think away from home they'll struggle I think they'll struggle to impose those threats on us, I think um, I'd be disappointed if it was anything other than that kind of game in the Emirates anyway. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, um, you know, just going back to team line lineups, um, I think, yeah, we should see Tierney come in. Um, again, it's a bit of a toss-up between Maitland-Niles and uh, Laconga for this one. I think Maitland-Niles given how he played against uh, Watford, maybe he might get a bit of a shout here. Um, and I don't know. I, I know everyone's saying about how uh, Arteta stumbled into the whole um, Lacazette playing in that position. But I, I think that I think Lacazette deserved his, his, start, his start recently. And I think he should keep it. Um, I think he should keep it. I think he's got so much energy and he, he's very good at the interplay in that position. I, I think he should start it. If not, then yeah, sure, Odegaard can can get a chance or even the person who is uh, not seemingly getting a game at all, Nicolas Pepe. But, yeah, that's another... That's another <laughs> I can see... I, I can see I'm struggling to see Kibbs, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure Kibbs is laughing at the thought of Pepe. No, no, no. I think he, especially the Afghan Cup of Nations coming up, you know, his chance to have an impact in this small period of time um, is limited. So uh, maybe he should be given opportunity. Um, especially, you know, I'm expecting Auburn and Lacazette to be tired. So let's see. But I, I don't expect him to start in play. I mean, we won't see Nicolas Pepe surely until the. EFL Cup game. You know we have not we have eight games in December. I think we'll see him before that's what I mean. I think we'll see him. I think, I think we will see him. But mate, not starting there, but Omari from um maybe maybe coming coming on. Yeah, off the bench, surely. Uh, surely that's Saturday will come off the bench. But I mean starting, I don't think we'll start until cup game, but could be wrong to be fair given how many fixtures we've got. But yeah, I think 3-1, 3-1 victory. I agree with agree with Gibbs, but maybe I'll go maybe I'll go two one so that I'm not, I'm not making the same same guess as you. Two one. Okay, so uh, uh, early predictions there. Kibbs has gone for three one win. Uh, Omar has gone for two one win. I'm going to go for two nil win. I think it'll be slightly cagier than we all think. I think it just is the way. But I just hope that we are we we just get. We just get back to winning ways, and these are the kind of teams that we need to make sure we're beating. Um, yeah. We need to become flat trap bullies uh, in order to get into those European spots. So yeah, this is this is a great game to start off with, and hopefully, hopefully, we can just keep our run up uh, against Newcastle because we've been doing quite well against them recently. Um, so let's let's keep that up. Um, so right, that is those are our predictions. Uh, let us. Now go to the end of the show in terms of high five and throwing a pie. Uh, Kibbs, we're coming to you first. Who are you going to high five uh, this week, and who are you going to throw a pie at? I'll go for I'll go for throw a pie first. Um, I think it's easy for me to throw a pie at Lukonga or Tavares, but given that they're youngest, they are our youngest players. It kind of shows 
what the issue may have been. I think the more senior players had the responsibility um, and they just didn't perform to the standard that's expected of them. Again, as always, so there's a list of them, but for this time I'm giving it to Partey because it's not the first time the Congo. It almost looks like you're just looking at the Congo and thinking like, what you're doing? But whenever I'm looking at him, Partey should be there with him. And just taking up so much responsibility. So Partey is you, is you this week. Throwing a pie right. at you. And, and high five. I think Saka, Saka had really quite a decent game, but I think he's going to go to Ramsdale again. He made, he made some really good saves. Um, against Liverpool, that's never going to last as well, but I think he continues to show some really good form um, in terms of shot stopping and distribution. So, yeah, he's someone I'm yeah, be really impressed with. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, Omari, who are you going to high-five and who are you going to throw a pie at? Uh, I'm going to also high-five Ramsdale. Um, I mentioned our underlying metrics before, but yeah, we've still given away a lot of big chances and we, you know, we owe a lot to Ramsdale for the fact that he's keeping us in games, um, even if he should have done maybe a bit better with Mane's first. Or Mane's goal, I suppose. Um, and I'm pieing Bamiyang because I just think for the same kind of reasons as Kibbs, like I can't be playing young players that are trying to do what they can. Um, I think Tomiassi had a, had a pretty bad, pretty bad game as well. To be fair, um, along with Tafaiyosh and, and Lukonga, but Bamiyang, he was he was missing, he was missing, and he always goes missing in these games away from home. Um, so yeah. Uh, Kibbs, am I going to call you out, right? Are you saying that you're not going to uh, pie like Laconga? Didn't you pie him against Watford? I've rejected no, so that pie and give. Yes. So in realization and and seeing, because I've been onto him for a few weeks now and seeing seeing it to culminate into that, I'm actually starting <laughs> to look around him and think this 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 guy's trying to do the the right things in midfield. Um, and these boys see him at training every week. Our players at training every week. Surely we need to be covering him, and it just doesn't feel like he has any form of cover sometimes. Especially when the going gets tough, he's just left by himself. So uh, yeah, I can't, I can't, I can't be giving it to him third week in a row. Okay. Uh, the only the only reason why the only reason why um why well, maybe I did get him to three weeks because we had been playing okay and it was so obvious. That maybe should have been because he wasn't quite up to that standard. But in realization, probably being a bit harsh. Uh, I, I only I only took it. I only took my my pie off him last week because, in retrospect, Aubameyang for missing the penalty, for mucking up the first chance against Watford, which the goal got disallowed, and then taking Odegaard's goal away from him. He should have been getting that yeah. pie. That's the only reason why I'm taking that back. But, Actually, yeah, I did have I, a few bones to pick about last week's episode because I wasn't there. Well, well, yeah, well, how well, did Alvin well, not get a we, pie? How did he not get a pie? I, I completely, I, com- I completely, on retrospect, thought to myself, how did he miss out? So he's getting my pie last week. But this week, I'm going to start with who's getting the pie, and that's Lekonga. Um, I'm just, you know, I, I remember watching him at the. There was a stage in the Palace game, and I think there was a stage. Look, we've talked about it, the stages of this game, and I just think that his lack of concentration is costing us a bit and it finally got really exploited this game because of who Liverpool are but it was all self-inflicted so I think he really needs to take a take a step back and improve he will improve but he just looks a bit out of sorts and out of place to me so he's getting my pie and in terms of high five I think it's going to be a hat trick uh, for Aaron Ramsdale that score line could have been a lot a lot worse if it wasn't for some amazing saves that he pulled off. And just the way he's, you know, made such an impression in the defence and, you know, he's he's really shouting at people, commanding his area. So I'm really impressed by him. So Ramsdale gets my high five. Lakonga's getting my pie. Um, yeah, he needs to improve in my eyes. So, yeah, um, that's it in terms of high five throw pie. Uh, Amari, before we go, uh, any bones that, apart from the Bamiye, anything else you want to, 
pick out Ursa last week yeah, when we missed you so dearly. I think you question Ben any well, but Patrick was it was against Galatasaray in the a group stage game. Yeah, I think you said it was in qualifiers. It was in the group stage. It wasn't in qualifiers. So, so you're absolutely sure it wasn't like a qualifier sure. to okay, all right. 10% I, sure. I could, I could have sworn it was like a qualifier or whatnot. Like, hey, hey, I remember that game. I thought it was the second coming of right, but uh, it wasn't to be. <laughs> it wasn't to be at all. Um, any, any other bones of contention, <laughs> Murray, before we go? Nah, otherwise I think you guys did okay. <laughs> okay, cheers. We missed you. We missed <laughs> you. Right. I, I was we're supposed to uh, discuss something else, but, you know, Maybe for another time, maybe for another no, time. No, go for You're it. You're being very nice tomorrow. At no, 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 no. At, we'll, at we'll least leave put it out that. there. At least put it out there. Put it out there on the pod. <laughs> no, 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 no. Wait, what? <laughs> you can't leave us hanging uh, for a week. Right, Kibbs, you can't leave us hanging for a week. What is it? Okay, so uh, so what do we discuss in, in, in the group tomorrow? You, you know something about the um, offside rule. <laughs> oh, the... oh, that no, no. We, oh, we got a, yeah. We, we, we oh, got, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I thought yeah. about that as well. These guys not trying to say that you didn't know. I knew the rule. Don't let me. Don't let me come down with you, lot. ex ex professional referee that I am. <laughs> I knew it was two players. So, I love don't it. Bring me down. <laughs> we we apologize. We apologize. Or at least That's I apologize. It. Yeah, thank you, thank you. I accept it. And apologising for shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So good. All right, uh, that's been a, a really uh, good episode of the Temperamental Greenness podcast. Uh, hopefully, we'll be back next week uh, discussing us returning to winning ways. So uh, that's uh, that's bye from me. Yeah. Bye. Peace. Yeah, good one, boys. Peace out.